0: Depression is a motherfucker. You have options. Should you or a loved one need any mental health support, please check out National Alliance of Mental Illness, otherwise known as NAMI, at NAMI.org, or call their 24-hour hotline at 1-800-950-NAMI. That's 1-800-950-NAMI. This is Doug Porter of the Ectopod in Nowhere, California podcasts. You are not alone. Let's- You are now crossing over into the land of Nowhere California. And if you enjoy your experience on this journey, you can find us by searching Nowhere California on all the popular podcast players. You can even ask Alexa and just say, Hey Alexa, play Nowhere California. And while you guys are there, give us a like or review. And if you really just can't get enough of us, you can find us on all the great, popular social medias and our own website, NowhereCalifornia.com. Or, you can email us, Nowhere underscore California at Yahoo.com. Last stop, Nowhere California, where ideas are everywhere and voices are nowhere. This
1: is Josh. This is Doug. And welcome to Nowhere California. I
0: know, I know, I know that of everybody on the show, I have the least amount of episodes of host of co-hosting, um, but it doesn't justify ten fucking years of not being in the intro until now. Trust me, I've been freaking beating myself up over it for a while now. Haven't been beating yourself up too much, though, because <laughs> it, s- it, it took this it's, long. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I... I I will say, though, about that, I know I haven't been part of the intros, and that's fine, but I am really glad that when we decided to get me in on the intros, when I was in person. Yeah. Because it would have been so weird if, like, the audio was, like, you, Nick, you know, and and Phil in there, and then all of a sudden there's
1: this weird, like... You don't remember the April Fool's episode?
0: No, I do. I mean, yeah.
1: <laughs> we've talked about that yeah, before. Yeah, it's, it, you know... And it, that's still one of my freaking proudest moments in podcasting is we oh, yeah. did that whole like intro into the fake lost episode. And I think we did have you sprinkled throughout the yeah, episode. I was there. You weren't though. No, I know. <laughs> that was a My fun presence part. was there. Yeah, I take great pride in that, that show is That I'm a good audio editor. This this show that we've done, we
0: have always done some random little things like that. Like, and it's it's one of those things that we do them one and done, and they're good and they're fun, and we always love them, and then we never do them again because they're complicated AF. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I still want to do that another last episode eventually. (laughs) So, but I am happy
0: to be on the intro because also i wasn't in the intro for ectopod yeah
1: which is very fucking odd. Awesome. yeah <laughs>
0: so yeah because like that whole thing stemmed from my head and i yeah. wasn't even in the intro <laughs> well,
1: for a couple years though, you weren't in it i know
0: right <laughs> just it I, I, when i fucked off to la i just missed out on everything
1: <laughs> but enough of that it's the most wonderful
0: time oh wait sorry wrong holiday this is Halloween. This is Halloween. Yes. Halloween. Halloween. It Halloween, is Halloween. That
1: Halloween. time of year, my favorite time of the year. It's our annual Halloween spectacular, where I got to
0: figure out another great pumpkin title, <laughs> right? Eventually, where I mean, it's just gonna be called humping the pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> the great pumpkin is humping Charlie Brown. Right. <laughs> just humping the pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. I have been. I mean, I kind of think in this new kind of era everybody loves halloween and it's always like the well this is
1: well this is 2021 and where 2020 was like okay get your six foot tubes out to give candy out yeah and and also people like a lot of people that were kind of really like holding fast to the lockdowns and quarantine and everything yeah it's like no, I'm fucking handing out candy. Yeah. I don't have to touch the kid. I see. And, and That's brand and upon in most societies. Exactly. <laughs> Except for the South.
0: Yeah. We'll just leave yeah. that whole area to itself. In Texas. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> God, man. Uh, we're not I, a political show.
1: We're not a political show.
0: I don't... I don't... I See, during the lockdown, when they were whole like, yo, you can't be around this many people inside, and... You know, all this kind of stuff. You know, I, I agreed for public. Yeah. You know, in public, you know, but no, in your mass privates, gatherings. Yeah. yeah. You know, especially like something with like trick or treating. You're outside. <laughs> you're supposed to be wearing a fucking mask because, yeah. oh, wait, uh, not only COVID, but Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, depending on the costume. You know, and then, you know, the kids are standing there at your door and you're standing at your door. There's at least three feet. Yeah. So, you know, just hang back and throw a Kobe. Yeah. Exactly. You know, give them the candy.
1: You know, but. Or like I told you with like the like i i wouldn't say fears but just paranoia that you were having taking will out and everything yeah. it's like go to the houses that you're going to go to mm-hmm. give them bags of candy that you prepped beforehand yep. Yep. and be like hey we'll be here at 6 we'll be here at 6:10 yep. we'll be here at luckily the the luckily the the foundation that will does
0: a lot of his activities with it's called um Autism Rocks It um, out here in the high desert. You can find them on Facebook. Um, so, if any of you know anybody who has a special needs child, or you yourself have one, check them out. They did a trunk or treat that was very well coordinated, cool. very well controlled. All the candy was sanitized. The candy was only handled by workers and then given to people to hand out. That's cool. So, that, it
1: didn't move around. And that, that's probably how 2020 was when it came to Halloween. It was probably the rise of the trunk or treats.
0: Yeah, you know, well, I mean. Normal, at least in California
1: for, I mean, I,
0: cause I can't state other places yeah. cause I don't go anywhere else. Um, I, at least in California, I've noticed that the, the door to door trick or treating has been dying out for at least 10 years. Yeah. And I really think like COVID was sort of the last nail on, on it to be able to, I mean, door to door trick or treating is never going to fully go away, but with the advent of, of the trunk or treat and then now lockdown forcing an even bigger trunk or treat and, yeah.
1: Or different events to be able to get kids out and have fun, and yeah. be safe about it.
0: Well, and and, and, and let's be real too. Uh, there's a good portion of us that all hate each other. Yeah, I mean, most people just hate other people. Yeah, why so, would I want to go to my yeah, neighbor's house to I bake w- for candy? Exactly. Yeah, like you know, like see, and I, I've always thought about, I've always thought about that too with this whole trunk or treat thing. With with um, generally, it's in a church parking lot or a community center parking lot. Is if you're gonna, if you know you're gonna do a trunk or treat put some effort into the process and make the trick or treat make a place where the kids can walk to stations that are decorated but the the idea of just rolling up and just going behind you know karen's ford aerostar and which is like one step above like hey kid i have some candy (laughs) you know but it just happens to be a white woman in a church parking lot which might actually be a little bit more sketchy than a dude in a van yeah true (laughs)
1: But enough of that.
0: Yeah. I love 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 Halloween so freaking much. And you, I know that our the last Halloween episode that there was three of us on Yumi and Phil years ago. I talked about where yeah. the where the holiday came I from. I believe that was
1: 2019 and then last year it was last year it was just me and Nick. Yeah, I, what happened? I don't remember what happened last we year. We talked about uh, candy because the title was, The Great Pumpkin Ejaculates Candy Corn, Charlie Brown. Right. Why wasn't I there? Um, I think it was just scheduling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just scheduling and just 2020. Good way we'll, to sum it up. We'll tag it up to what we now call bullshit. Yeah. You
0: know, <laughs> the year of bullshit. The year of bullshit. Yeah. So we actually do have something we do want to talk about. Yeah. Like, other than the fact of just how much we want to, like,
1: jerk Halloween. off over Halloween. Yeah. You know. Because, like we've said before, there's... Mm, Specific episodes throughout the year where we kind of go, we kind of kind of take it up a notch, <laughs> like yeah. anniversary episode, April Fools we always do our wise, yep. and Halloween usually take a leap with something. Yeah, and uh, and then I figure out some kind of weird Charlie Brown esque uh, title. To the, yeah,
0: to which is the best part of the Halloween stuff is yeah. the title. Yeah,
1: especially like that one year where I, uh, in confidence, told you guys off, mic I can't fart, and then. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's now part of the lore of this show, my yeah. friend. But I think this time around, we've done this in the past. I think me and Phil have uh, discussed um, what we're going to discuss in the early life of Nowhere. But it's time to revisit it because of who we are. You're right. <laughs> and we'll probably get a lot more out of it because we're going to talk about horror movie cliches. Oh, man.
0: And it's so funny because cliches in horror movies are now cliche. Yeah, by being referred to as cliche, like, and now it's and we'll go over this list that you found. Yeah. but it's so funny because like a couple of them are on that list. While yes, they are kind of the biggest cliches, don't really happen much anymore. Yeah,
1: because it's a new world and right. people want to re revitalize. Right,
0: and the and which will bring us to something that happened in the Screen Five trailer that I want to discuss. Oh yeah, definitely. So okay, but let's
1: discuss the one you. Wanted to talk about oh, the one
0: not on the list. Yeah, so the. Okay. There's this trope. Or cliche, I guess is the word we're going with. There's a cliche that started off as like an anti cliche. Yeah. And now is become its own cliche. So for the longest time, it used to always be the cliche, which we're, they're going to mention that list that we're going to talk about, is the. Uh, looking up in the mirror and there's someone standing there or you close the door and they're behind the door behind the clock, you know, it's like, and you can always tell by that little bit of a Dutch angle that they're doing where the screen is slightly tilted. And sometimes they're kind of going for a little bit of a, you know, uh, pa- uh, cameras tilted down, kind of shooting upward. And you can always kind of tell by the angle and like the music a little bit. And like the character is like specifically keeping their eye line away from this area and you're like, expecting this thing, so you're like, "Oh, yeah. someone's gonna jump out," and then they don't. Yeah, I, and then I, they set it up again. Yeah. And then they don't, you know, and and like you referred to it, it's like a red herring. Yeah. But it's not a plot line red herring. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's, a red.
1: It's like a red herring towards a jump scare. Like they're setting you up to jump. Right. But then you're like, "Oh no!" Yeah. And they'll do it like a couple times to you, but then when they do hit you with it. And it's like, oh poop I poop myself. Right, but
0: it's just funny because now that whole setting you up for a jump scare without having it pay off has become cliche.
1: Yeah, and like we talked about a lot of these cliches like that one, yeah. It's kinda gone in certain movies. Like there's still I'd say the conjuring universe is one that still will still follows the cliches. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, I mean, and that's the thing, too, is a lot of the cliches that are on this list are kind of, that they tend to fall more into the supernatural horror category yeah. than they would, like, the slasher
1: and category. actually, that's a good way to jump into the list. Yeah. Um, because I decided, at first I was going to go 1 to 10, but yeah. what number 1 is is a lot better than what number 10 is. So. Right, yeah. It's... So, number 10 is based on actual events. Yeah,
0: which, I mean, in if if... For for horror, going back, I believe the first like based on actual events horror movie where like what where that was like the big thing, was Tope Hooper's Texas Chainsaw yeah. uh, back in 71, seventy one. I don't know.
1: It works for me. It came out.
0: It came out before all of the other ones. That's all we know. It was the Harry Pitt years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it uh, that was the first one where they really took the idea of uh based on true events and not only worked it into the storyline but in the marketing as well and when they did the remake with jessica beale in 2003 yeah uh or 2002 again even though everybody knew at that point that wasn't based on actual events but they rolled with it but they they kept going with it they
1: got john larquette back to do the narration and that's
0: and and i i I know we have our own opinion, or through the years, we've had our own opinions about remakes and reboots and things like that. And that now, Jessica
1: Bill one was amazing.
0: Well, yeah, that. I, Which is funny, because I really do want to go back maybe sometime next year and discuss the whole reboots, re- yeah. remakes thing because my opinion has completely changed from the yeah. last time we recorded about yeah. remakes. It has completely changed. Um, but and yeah, the, the the Jessica Biel remake was really freaking good. Of the remakes of these pinnacle horror movies that have come out, in my opinion, short from the Blob remake with, with Shawnee Smith, I think the Texas Chainsaw remake was probably the best oh, yeah. Easily. remake that yeah. they did. But it... It's, it's because they just stuck with the same formula.
1: In, in most circumstances, that's the best way to do it. Right. There's some where it's like, no, maybe try to reinvent it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, oh, God, what are you doing?
0: The big one of the whole uh, based on true events, besides the first one being Texas Chainsaw, the one that really... Uh, kind of brought that back up again was Blair Witch. Oh yeah, with the whole found yeah. footage. Before we move yeah. on, we have
1: to talk about Blair yeah.
0: Witch. Found. I mean, that was the that was the door opening for found footage. Yep. The the to put the pin back into or to take the pin out of, based on actual events. Yeah.
1: Well, the whole format of that movie and the marketing and everything, like Kevin Smith has told the story multiple times of watching it with Jen. Yeah. And she didn't know, and he's off in another room doing something and he comes back to her hysterically crying going like someone needs to do something yeah and he had to call the producer to tell him like tell this woman to freaking calm down yeah. <laughs> and good. then i still remember when blair Witch initially came out was around the time i was starting to find my uh movie fandom yeah and becoming the movie nerd i am now yeah and people knew that and so they were asking me like hey josh you're kind of in this movie world and stuff is this blair Witch thing real and me being the dick I am like, oh yeah
0: of course yeah which is funny because like like three months later to promote the freaking video release of Blair Witch like the lead actress Broad was on the Rosie O'Donnell show well that
1: freaking reminds me of freaking Cannibal Holocaust where the filmmaker yeah was yep. put on trial and the actors had to show up to the freaking court.
0: Yep. And be so, like, oh, we're live. <laughs> yeah, because if not, he was in trouble. Yeah, he was going to be. Yeah, they even. The,
1: the scene where. Uh, have you seen Cannibal Holocaust? Yeah. Okay. So that's. <laughs> I barely this... made it through, like, a random couple of scenes in Green Inferno.
0: <laughs> Which is funny because you've seen him in Centipede and.
1: There's the people not being chopped up as they're screaming for their lives. Well, yeah, but there's
0: poop, which is even worse. Well, um, but,
1: that, well that whole thing is like you know it's fake. Yeah. But the way these people are dying in yeah. Green Inferno. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, in Cannibal Holocaust, there's a scene where they're crossing through the jungle and they go out into this um, open valley area, and there's a there's a woman who's been impaled by a spear, but not through the stomach or not what she the spear is in the ground. And the spear has gone through her backside,
1: yeah.
0: up through her body,
1: and out yeah. of her mouth. I've seen that image.
0: Okay, so, that was actually just a real woman. Not, I mean, obviously they didn't kill her. Yeah. But that was just a woman who was really skilled at just staying still. Yeah. So how they did it was, is she, stayed, the, the stick had a little butt platform that she could sit on that was hidden from where she, was she the way she held her legs. And then they just took the tip of the spear put it in her mouth, and she just held it with her lips and held it still. They actually had to track her down, have her come to the court. They had to set up the spear rigging. She had to sit on it, and she had to put the spear piece in her mouth and prove that everything looked the same. That's a whole other story on its own. Carnival Holocaust is a great cool movie to watch except for the animal abuse yeah that's, no yeah no that's one of. Them. but everybody involved in that movie like a few it, years later like, have said yeah. like yeah we regret that
1: yeah it'd be interesting to see a dramatized version of the behind the scenes
0: <laughs> like a like a tropic thunder kind of thing yeah. like the the making of the best worst war movie of all time yeah the making like, of like the,
1: tenable yeah. holocaust would be an interesting like even like limited series of like starting with the making of the film and then the yeah. seri- series finale would be the trial yeah and then going like oh, we're alive
0: I could, I could see Ryan Murphy from American Horror Story doing that. That would be
1: cool. Uh, next up is Creepy Dolls. Yeah.
0: Um, we really, I mean, we had that a lot in the 80s. It completely died out in the 90s. Well, I would think s-
1: it was the the Chucky franchise that, that kind of killed it.
0: Yeah, especially the lawsuit where it separated Child's Play from Chucky. Yeah. Um, I would say what brought back like Creepy Dolls was Dead Silence. Yeah. And then, following right on the tails of that, we got right into the Conjuring universe. And with which Annabelle. then, yeah, Annabelle and all and that then, stuff. But then you get
1: those hardcore people like, that's not fucking Annabelle. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. That, yeah. Whole, that whole story.
0: Um, and then, you know, there was The Boy, the one with um, Lauren Cohen from. That one from, is an interesting one. I haven't finished it. Yeah. Um, we were watching it on a streaming service, and then we turned it off, and then by the time we went back to it, the streaming service, I kicked it off. Yeah. And. I know I'm not going to watch it more than once, so I don't feel like paying for it. Yeah. So I'm waiting for it to come back yeah, to another cool. streaming service. Yeah, where you come
1: finally and just finish it up. Yeah. Um... Yeah, there's there's not to... much
0: to talk about with creepy dolls, and I think I you know I even think now in this kind of modern age I really don't think a lot of people are as creeped out about dolls as they yeah, used to be. Yeah,
1: but that that could be the challenge for the filmmaker out there to be like, oh, I'll bring creepy dolls back. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean
0: you're I mean don't get me wrong, we are always one movie away from a resurgence of a horror. Well, I'll go
1: freaking Ant Man and Thanos' ass on creepy dolls. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you see that poster that someone um they took the poster for Dune, which was the um the Orange globe, it or looked kind of like a globe. That there was a portal, and they just changed it to purple and put Ant Man in the place of that character. Oh, yeah, and it looked I like that he was going to go into Thanos's butthole. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. See, this is a cliche, yes, but without it, the whole entire slasher genre would not work. What? What is it? The invincible killer. Oh, okay. You know, and oh. and I know there have been slasher movies with killers who are. Vincible, not invincible vincible. they are you know hurtable and killable and, and and things like that. well like
1: recently we went and saw scream and yeah And the one thing you really noticed that i didn't notice until then like they're fucking clumsy as fuck right
0: and and they and and both ski ulrich and and matthew litter have both said that because of the clumsiness and how they run you can actually tell who was killing at the time even though they weren't the ones in the yeah. costumes it was stunt people in the costumes. But they, they still knew made sure who, they had too. Yeah. yeah. The only actually what's interesting is the only kill to ever occur with an actual person in the costume was Rose McGowan's death scene in the garage, Skeet Ulrich was in the costume. Oh. Other than that, all of the times we've seen the character It was always stunt It people. was always a stunt person. Yeah. So Yeah, I but without the Invincible Killer, a slasher genre wouldn't work. Oh yeah, no. You need that that unstop and and now there's a difference between killable, uh tough as fuck, and then invincible. Yeah. I I like to fall between the invincible and tough as fuck line. Yeah. Like I like that. You know, to me, there's really no invincible killer except for zombies. Because exactly. unless you shoot them in the head, they're coming for you. Yeah. You know, but like someone like a like am like now because of this year, we got Michael Myers back in the in the spotlight. Yeah. And in Halloween Kills, I'm not going to do a lot to spoil. I'm not going to spoil it for you because one, one, I know have you haven't seen, seen it. it. They they turn Michael in this movie. They're starting to move him towards the invincible side. Yeah. Um. And I think there's going to be a payoff to that. but um,
1: I, I think so too. From different interviews and everything, Jamie Lee Curtis has talked about Halloween and.
0: He's going to piss people off. Yeah. Which
1: yeah. I'm thinking like either he's still going to be roaming around yeah. and he's going to win. Yeah. Or she's going to. Laura Strode is going to sacrifice herself to take out Michael Myers and finish. I think
0: everything. she's going to. Here's, here's my play. And you, could, you, got, you fans can note this down when the movie comes out. My guess. Lori sacrifices herself to take out Michael. We all think Michael is dead. And Michael's not dead. That's exactly. why we're pissed off. Yeah. So, um, uh, this is in a different spot in the list, but because we're talking about Invincible Killer, this one rolls with it. One yeah. of the other cliches that they brought up was um, running up
1: the stairs to get away from the killer. That is always a weird-ass one, and that, and that kind of goes into the classic cliches. Well, see, the thing is, too, is... is it doesn't
0: occur as often as you think it does true the thing is what where, where that where that cliche kind of falls apart is the fact that well they have well okay you're running away from the cooing, you ran upstairs most of the time when that occurs in a movie because slasher genre is my favorite genre we know this yeah. uh besides zombie um i've watched a plethora of slasher movies most of the time, when a when a character runs upstairs to get away from the killer, there's generally not enough time to make another decision to go another way.
1: Yeah, there's there's something in the way. And it's not that it's not like the scene
0: in Scary Movie where Carmen Electra is looking at a table full of shit and has a, then grabs a banana and, and then runs off. It's not like that. The the, the the final girl or whatever doesn't run up, wait ten seconds, and then runs upstairs. It's generally it's not even really. The only anything- choice. Yeah, it's generally not even more than a couple frames before she makes her decision. Generally it's less than a second. Yeah. And she's already running off another direction. I think where I think where people think that became a cliche more than it really actually was was the line that Sydney dropped. In screen one, when she said the woman was upstairs, that's insulting. Yeah, you know. And then in the same movie, and then multiple movies, she does the same thing. Exactly. Um, what's really funny, and we, I just mentioned it with the Invincible Killer, but Halloween Kills, um, <coughs> a lot of this movie takes place upstairs, and oh, wow. different with different kills, uh, because most all the houses in the movie are two story. Yeah. So a lot of what occurs in Halloween Kills all occurs upstairs. It's really fucking funny.
1: So. Okay, so what's the next one? It's another classic trope. It's Let's Split Up Gang, which <laughs> yeah. it kind of falls under the Friday the 13th, where it's like, you go this way and find out if the phone works. Yeah. Go, go check the generator. Go. I mean, what's really funny is
0: if you look at the idea of splitting up, especially in these movies where they're facing just one person, yeah. you know, one killer, splitting up is not a bad idea.
1: No, not at all. But in the factor of like Friday the 13th. Yeah. Just splitting up against a brute like freaking yeah. Jason is like, yeah. Maybe we'll get him tired out. Well, <laughs> well, there's. I keep going back to Halloween Kills because it just came
0: out the way we're recording this. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a huge thing that happens in Halloween Kills. Um, it's a huge component to the movie, and I'm not gonna. I don't want to yeah. say it and spoil it for you. But it is that whole notion, like it's the idea of splitting up. And not splitting up in movies is like, well, if, we, if we're if we all split up and one of us faces the killer, we're dead. But if we're all together, then we are we can all fight them together and have a chance to live. Halloween Kills completely subverts that. Yeah. It takes that notion of, like, if we're all together, we can take out the killer. And it just completely fucking destroys it. Yeah. And so this whole let's split up game, now, with the advent of cell phones and, and things like that, splitting up is a way better fucking oh, idea.
1: Yeah. And, and then also to kind of in the same vein as The Running Upstairs... It's almost it's the splitting up has to kind of happen some parts because, oh, this guy's injured. We need to stay. I need to stay back with him, yeah. to make sure he's okay, but you need to go get that car right. running, or you need to go get the freaking cache of guns that are yeah. loaded up in the freaking office and everything. So like you said, yeah, the smarter idea if, if we're living in the movie world and everything. Splitting up work. Yeah.
0: And there's a movie that was on Shudder. It, it was a Shudder exclusive for a long time, but I think it's available now. Um, the movie You Might Be the Killer. I saw uh, Han- uh. Yeah, with Allison Hannigan. They nail the. Like, they, they touch on those points of, like, cash of guns here, or car engine thing over there. They talk about that with those characters in that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Splitting up is definitely. I think now in this modern world, splitting up is definitely a good idea. And much like the running up the stairs, like you. Sometimes the characters get split up, and they didn't mean to. Yeah, you know, they're running, and two people take two different paths, or one gets pushed off somewhere. You know, um, it's kind of funny because we're kind of kind of finding the flaws in all these cliches. (laughs) That's
1: us. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, In my opinion, this this cliche that we're about to talk about right now. When I was looking over this, this when you sent it to me at work, Um, this is the one that is by and far. Not an unintended cliche, and now if it happens in a movie, it is a by and far director's choice to happen. F- clumsy female protagonist, yeah. constantly falling. Sydney Prescott didn't fucking fall. Oh yeah, no, like she was a bam.
1: Heather Landkamp.
0: I oh, Heather she, Landkamp, yeah, Nancy, Nancy? she was she, also really good. Yeah,
1: she didn't really Patricia have to Patricia in, uh, Arquette yeah. in
0: Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Warriors. Yeah, um, and now in modern movies, the 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 female no. protagonist is. Ready or not. Shit, I was going to say, more powerful and better than some of the male counterparts she has to go against. The, but see, now, if the character in the movie is a clumsy female
1: protagonist,
0: that is being done on purpose. Yeah, it is intended like, for that. It's, so,
1: it, it's like rubbing or, salt like, in
0: a wound at this point.
1: Or kind of in the vein of your Next, where... She was the badass, yeah. Where yeah, like, she kind of kept quiet about who she was and everything... Yeah. And everybody thought, oh, we can just kill her and be yeah. fine. But then realized, oh, you grew up in a survivalist world. Yeah, in fucking Australia. You were fucked. Yeah. <laughs> You're Dude, your next,
0: of your next one was ones that uh, Monique and I went and saw it on, a, like, we had saw a trailer and we were like, yeah, yeah, no, this looks really cool. And so we went and saw it. And then when we walked out, we were
1: like, that was probably one of the most fucking badass movies. I remember seeing that, too, because, like, I saw the trailer and I was like, okay, this is a cool. Part. Yeah. And then I started hearing rumblings about it. Not a lot of spoilers, but right. just kind of like. This is different. You, got, this you is caught something. the vibe. You yeah. got. You caught the vibe. And I knew, like, okay, i got to go see this in
0: theaters. It's so good. And I'm glad they haven't tried to pigeonhole in a sequel because there's really not one them. There's available. no way to do it. The only thing you could do would be, it would have to, it would, see, now here's here's always kind of been my thought with these horror movies that leave a kind of open-ended thing which you can't really make a sequel out of it. Yeah. Does your next two really have to be a full-on, full-tilt boogie slasher? Or can we make your next one, your next two is now a court drama movie. Well, that's the which thing. Which then could lean into your next three, which
1: then brings in the next killer. Well, it's like the initial idea for the Halloween franchise, which I just initially learned about. Anthologies? Yeah, it was going to be an anthology, but yep. they forced Carpenter to do two with yeah. Michael Myers, and then he did three, which Season unfortunately... The Witch, yeah. Tanked horribly, and he was like, fuck it, I'm done. But it's still a fan favorite. Yeah, it's become a cult classic. There are
0: people who like number three more than they like number one. And
1: that's the thing that a lot of writers and everything need to take a shot at. Like, take that short expectation. Well, like, Knives Out. Yeah. They're doing the sequel, and it's going to be a whole new story because it's just going to be more of Daniel Craig's. Right detective character i hope they touch back with the girl yeah living it up in that freaking mansion and everything even if it's at the beginning of the movie him daniel craig and the girl just having coffee at the mansion before they,
0: he leaves for his trip for barcelona something. yeah
1: also ryan murphy has made it an art form with how many freaking american horror stories he's done. yeah i mean it's... and that's the that's to wrap up my side of the conversation yeah. that's honestly the way to do it if it's a horror movie that doesn't seem like it would open for a sequel, but people, even actors, are yeah. like, "Yeah, I kind of had fun. Let's do this again." Yeah, but figure out ways to do it. Even, even throwing it to the world of miracle workers, how each season of miracle workers have been different stories, but with same actors. Mm-hmm. Do it with horror movies. Do it with every movie.
0: Well, I mean, I in this, we're in the new millennia. You know, we're in the new. We're we're in twenty twenty one. A horror movie doesn't need to stay a horror movie. Yeah. And it could go back to being a horror movie later. As long, To me, movies now are movies, their goal should be to tell the story. Yeah. So, if Your Next Part 1 is this giant home invasion slasher trap film, and then, uh, you know, Your Next 2 is a court drama horror where, like... There's still gonna be some horror aspects to it because or jailbreak. You know, yeah, jailbreak yeah, something like that, and then horror th- or, you know your next three could go back to that. I've always I've always wanted to know what would happen if a movie franchise jumped genres, like if some, like God forbid
1: they do something original. Ri- yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of original, <laughs> yeah, um, there's two cliches on that list that are super pointless to talk about, yeah, but I, mean, I do kind of already talked about one. Yeah. I do want to jump on them real quick. So one of the ones was excessive jump scares. Yeah. We talked about that in the beginning with the Red Herring stuff and everybody knows horror movies have jump scares. It's kind
1: of the will help scream lately it's
0: it's the condoms uh, condoms and hookers is jump scares and horror yeah we we know this nice Um, nice analogy (laughs) um there is another one though um excessively dark or just said dark basements yeah dark basements um it's fucking 2021 i don't know if you've watched anything ever that takes place at night it's all fucking dark now
1: yeah i agree it, Incredible Hulk with Eric Bana was dark.
0: Dude, freaking Game of Thrones. They might as well not even have shot certain scenes because you couldn't see what was on the damn screen. Should have just put up a black screen with audio.
1: Well, it could have been like a Wee's Big Adventure where it's just the floating eyes. Exactly. Yeah,
0: I don't, know why, I don't know why the nighttime stuff has to look dark now.
1: But we don't want it too bright because I don't want to revisit that freaking Somerville, whatever the hell that one freakish horror movie during the day in the freaking cult. Swedish cult. I forget the name of the Oh, Midsummer. Midsummer, yes. That was a great movie. Oh, it was. Oh man. Full
0: so old- much. So much about that movie was great. Yeah.
1: Um But anywho.
0: <laughs> yeah. About the like I miss the blue tint night looking stuff where yeah. it looked, it was basically you could see everything, but you knew it was night because it was Blue. <laughs> I don't know why we changed that. I don't know why I have to squint to try to figure out like what's on the damn screen. My string. eyes are going, so I don't think I'm that. Right? I'm 36 years old. I'm, I'm not going to be able to see for much longer.
1: I, I, I think my next to-do list is a eye doctor appointment. Exactly. I've never had my eyes checked. <laughs> uh, I need to go get mine done. Um, we can do it together. <laughs>
0: right? Oh, yay! Prescriptions! Yay! Um, so, the, so the last two are, in my opinion, not only... Overly done cliches, but are almost not cliche, but almost pa- rites of passage.
1: Yeah, it's almost in the vein of the fact like Jason and Freddy are always synonymous with horror movies. Yeah. And like we I just mentioned, Wilhelm scream yeah. is one of those things that with are always movies. in movies. Yeah, yeah. And always in action movies. What we're going to talk about, these next two cliches are always going to be there, and it's not going to be a negative. But not,
0: for, But not for much longer either, though. That's the thing, is like... Like, these cliches are very, very rite of passage and very known, but with the advent of technology, like, you're going to have to really change these these cliches. Yeah. And so, the first one we want to talk about is the um, no cell phone reception. Which is bullshit. Which, yeah, <laughs> nowadays,
1: it's fucking bullshit. The fact you that must, you
0: can get cell phone reception on Mount Everest, I'm pretty sure some you, fucking you, woods in New Jersey, you can you get You must have,
1: like, the worst, like, second-rate carrier plan on Earth, you must have, like, pissed off your carrier to get that kind of reception.
0: You probably have pirated phone data from Tommy down the street, you know. Or maybe that's the killer. (laughs) That's the ultimate killer. The 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 phone data?
1: The the phone data. The (laughs) cell phone... Companies, (laughs) companies <laughs> yeah
0: right no i it's it's really hard to tell a story now of of having a cell phone not have reception suicide squad did a good job with it with the communicators very true where they put the the, the antenna the blockers up yeah, yeah which is that's going to that's kind of going to be where it has to go and i i am currently working on um conceptualizing a horror novel right now and one of the ideas was is the killer does put up cell phone blockers in the area well
1: also too... um with the recent uh, unveiling of the new Scream trailer. Yes, which Within is why... Within moments yep. of that trailer starting, I had a fanboy boner going because it's like Wes would be proud. Yep. Because they're taking the technology route yep. and taking it one step higher.
0: Yeah, and not so in this one, not only does she have cell phone reception, she has great reception because she, she can have her doors locked from her phone. Yeah, But the killer's... Have also, <laughs> config- unlock her door. And that's what I was talking to uh, with, my, with my mom the other day. Um, I talk horror movies with my mom a lot. My mom is one of the. If, if I'm not watching a horror movie with Monique, I try to watch it with my mom before I watch it by myself. Yeah. Um, I was talking to her about that and I said, it's really awesome to see a, a new horror movie embrace a certain technology. And then completely turn up on his ass. Oh, yeah. And that's you know, smart. It's so smart. <laughs> it's a smart decision for a smartphone.
1: Yeah, in a smart uh, world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, I, I really think that that phone cliche thing of no cell phone reception it, is either going to go away or if it does happen, it going to be, evolve. There's going to be storyline reasons as to why yeah. the phone doesn't have reception.
1: Yeah, even if the freaking killer is a, has a walking scrambler.
0: Yeah, exactly. Where
1: he has it on him the entire time yeah. to fuck with people. Yeah,
0: or puts, you know, lead blocks up in trees to block the signal or something.
1: It is time for the finale. It is the Number one, final kill. The final kill, uh, the number one slot on this list for horror movie cliches, and it's the car not starting, which is
0: still a common cliche, and it still works.
1: Yeah, and honestly, like how we were talking about with the previous cell phone issue. Yeah, I think there really is always going to be ways to pull this one off
0: well yeah it's annoying as fuck yeah it's annoying as fuck and it's always one of those things that it's so common someone gets in a car it's a 50 50 chance on whether or not that car is going to start and when it doesn't start everybody watching that movie always goes of course the car doesn't start
1: yeah well it's like the friday the 13th video game that's part of the thing you got to get the car fixed you got to find the parts to do it yep
0: which is a great video game i can't play games for shit and i've tried and even though I bumble my way and die a bunch of times, I still love watching in the game. It's fun. It's And a that's game. a fun
1: one to even just sit back and watch. Yep. And I, my, uh, this is poor uncle time for me, but I've let Sean play it. And he, he enjoys it to a certain extent. Well, he's 10. But also, but also, too, luckily for him, when he gets really, like, bad, he's like, I'm done. <laughs>
0: well, yeah.
1: I mean, Sean's got a good head
0: on his shoulders. And, two, the thing is, too, is he, I mean what seeing that kind of violence in the video game versus on a screen yeah. versus in real life. Yeah. You know, uh, I think seeing that, I think if you're going to introduce him to ho- violent horror, doing it through the video game first, then the movie, and then eventually killing somebody in front of his eyes because he wanted to watch a man die yeah. you know, that, or whatever.
1: That's our true crime uh, <laughs> podcast. Hopefully never. Right. Uh,
0: yeah. That's, but, that, that's the final episode of nowhere is our confession to killing a man in Reno. Yeah. Um, I honestly, I would like to see where they could possibly take the car. Not starting with this new advent of smart cars. Oh yeah, electric cars.
1: Oh, uh, well, that the, the, in the vein of the new scream. It's somebody being able to scramble the car, and honestly, yeah. driverless cars too. Yeah. Where it's like the killer takes over and is like, "I'm just going to ply you into this wall."
0: Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. And uh, we'll, uh, I'm mean, gonna. This is sort of a kind of. Anyways, <laughs> we were talking about you into the wall. Um, I don't know if this article was real or not because I didn't feel like following through on it. Because now with the internet, I don't believe anything I read until and, I follow and it's through. Rating. Yeah, and so I was just like, I don't even care if it's real or not. The title itself is funny enough. Oh yeah, it said. Um, uh, Ma- Mazda announces its smart cars will be programmed to kill a pedestrian before it kills the driver.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to just leave it at that headline. It was like, a reporter sat down and yeah. punched that away I was like, I
0: was like, either that's a fake story, which...
1: Okay. Good on whoever created it. Yeah,
0: or it's real and it's hilarious. Either way, that title is fucking And then machines are going to rise yeah. and kill us all. So, and then the other... The, the one... The one piece of technology that I'm very, 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 very curious to know how it's going to affect horror movies in about 15 years. (laughs) Colonoscopies. Solar technology. True. How is solar going with solar-powered vehicles, solar-powered houses, solar-powered fucking anything? How is solar going to... It it, It could be interesting. It's so funny because I kind of want to do a part two to this episode, but not on Halloween, but just later down the line where you and I discuss upcoming technology that could affect horror movies.
1: I think that would be fun. Earth
0: Day. There you go. Earth Day, we're going to talk about destroying people and killing things. uh,
1: (laughs) With environmental. Environmental
0: friendly kills.
1: (laughs) Watch out for that compost
0: heap. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Myers, organic killer. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Damn, that was good. That was a good list. (laughs)
0: Just imagine, like, just this pro-vegan Michael Myers, yeah, with a hippie
1: bandana and <laughs> Hip, just he gets he, he glues on like a handlebar mustache <laughs> onto his mask, hipster hipster shape, hipster Michael Myers, hipster the shape. <laughs> that's when you know we are we're having fun because we're making ourselves laugh. <laughs>
0: Uh, you know, most jokes I ever come up with, or the funny things I do, are always my first goal is to always make me laugh first,
1: and that's why we do this. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I I am out to just make myself laugh. If everybody else laughs at what I said, then great, because then that's going to make me feel good because that's dopamine. Yeah. But um,
1: the legal high. <laughs> yeah.
0: I really just try to make myself laugh. <laughs>
1: yeah. And on so, that uplifting note,
0: <clears throat> so I want to wrap out the Halloween episode. Because uh, we've been discussing all these cliche horror movies uh, tropes and everything, um, if you if you had to just on on a whim, you had like five seconds to think about it, not gun to your head or anything, but someone said, "Hey, I can give you any movie to watch of all time right now." What would be your What would be your quick pick horror
1: movie to go to? Trick or treat. Trick or treat. Yeah, somebody asked me. Um, I forget who asked me, but they were like, "What's your favorite ho- uh, Halloween movie?" And for a moment, I kind of did that stupid like. Pause. Like, what is my favorite Halloween yeah. movie? But then I was like, "What the fuck?" Trick or no, treat. trick or treat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's if trick you're or going treat. to go Halloween, trick yeah. or treat. Yeah. If it's not the Halloween factor, that's where it kind of kind of becomes the eternal movie nerd debate. Right.
0: You know? Yeah. But I just because we're in Halloween, yeah. I wanted to know like for, for like, quick for, pick
1: for Halloween, it'd be trick, trick or treat. Or treat. Yeah. And just if it's like you know what, I want to watch a horror movie, I would probably go with either Ready or Not mm-hmm. or Red State, really underrated.
0: Red State was great. Yeah.
1: and, and or Tusk. And, that, and that's I think we, in the that comes the factory. I out. mean,
0: we know my quick pick was going to be Trick or Treat too, but I, yeah. because of that, I thought of a second one. And in this movie, and I can't not recommend this movie, but I can't recommend it, The Orphan Killer. Do you oh, remember yeah. the Yeah, idea? I remember that, dude, okay, yeah. Okay, do you remember that? Okay, that movie itself, as a movie, is a terrible movie. Yeah. Short from the main cast, all of the actors are terrible actors. The storyline is so thin and so hard to just kind of wrap your head around and go like, what, really? That being said, the makeup effects I mean, the and the blood effects, effects yeah. all the practical effects are fucking, like, like what's one step short of horny? Yeah. Like, those, well, watching those effects just kind of turn me on well a little bit. It was the bit. same
1: way with, um, because it... Uh, that was at our first Days of the Dead It was dimension. the first Days of the Dead, yeah. And another one we checked out, me and Phil checked out, was uh, Truth or Dare with Jessica Cameron. Right. And that one was one of those where it was not the best it, acting on it's Earth. Not, yeah, it's hard and, to, yeah. And, but it, like, the shit they pulled off with yeah. it and everything was like, okay, good on you.
0: Yeah, the Orphan Killer has the most amazing makeup effects for kills that I have seen in a, in, in a non-mainstream movie in a very, 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 very long time. The lead actress is actually pretty good in the role, and she's what as fuck yeah. and does nudity and all those great kills it's a very like orgasmic movie but it's it's one of those it, it's almost like you had if you were given this movie as a candy bar the outside of the candy bar is brussels sprout but the inside is like chewy goodness l- just just the best nougat you've ever had yeah. man but yeah, that would be my quick pick, is The Orphan Killer, because it's good. I mean, and yeah. you don't have to pay too much attention, but it just looks amazing. Uh, yeah, Trick or Treat. Um, and then also, um, I am a big fan of the French. That's what the word I should... I'm a big fan of the French horror movie, Martyrs. Nice. That is also a hard movie to get through. Okay, and then... But not because it's poorly acted or anything like that. It is just so fucking intense. Yeah. It is... By and far, probably one of the most intense horror movies ever. It is so in-your-face and abrasive and hard to get through. But movies don't make me uncomfortable, so i watched the movie like oh, eight yeah. times. Um, I could fall asleep to that movie. I'll
1: throw out a couple more quick recommendations of indie ones. Yeah. Uh, made by good friends of nowhere, California, I would say Getting Schooled. Yep. Uh, life Insurance Lottery. Mm-hmm. And Conjoined. Conjoined, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Check those out. Yep and you'll yeah,
0: enjoy him. Yeah, check out The Orphan Killer too, as well. I mean, I know I was kind of talking a little bit of crap about it, but it's still a really it's a good... good but, it's still a good, solid yeah. movie. And Matt Farnsworth is actually a really good dude. You know, when he, he treated me really respectfully, even though he knew I was just kind of just this little, like, nobody reporter. He treated me and respected me really well. Yeah. He made me feel like I was doing him a favor. He, You know, he's a really good dude. You know, so... so And, and Diane was also super nice to me, too, as yeah. well. She was also... so. so You know, because it looked like they'd help me move a couch, go watch their movie. Yeah. You know, but definitely, you know, we got two... At this point recording today we've got 10 days left of Halloween or yeah. of October so get in your horror movies while you can guys although yeah. listening to this now Halloween's over talk, Just, I hope you watch horror it, movies any
1: time of the year is a good time for horror movies true I
0: watch horror movies yeah, it, at least it, it, once a week Groundhog's Day fuck it
1: <laughs> but I think that's a good way to wrap it up yeah it you some good movies to watch through the rest of the year honestly. yeah and you
0: heard us talk about the commonality of
1: uh, certain cliches and yeah. why so, they work and why they don't With that being said, this has been Josh. This has been Doug. And we're not on Zoom, so we can actually time this properly. Right? (laughs) So, be excellent excellent to each other. It sounded much better than Zoom. (laughs) It does, yeah.